Community colleges in the Commonwealth are tasked to provide affordable access to higher education and prepare students to earn a degree or certificate, transfer to a four-year program, or provide training to enter or advance in the regional workforce. Our listening area is served by two of the state's 15 community colleges, Cape Cod Community College, located in Barnstable, and Bristol Community College on the South Coast. Joining us to talk about how these institutions serve the needs of these regions and how those needs are evolving are Dr. Jack Spraga, who's president of Bristol Community College. Good morning. Good morning, Mindy. And Dr. John Cox, president of Cape Cod Community College. Good morning to you. Good morning, Mindy. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, John. Let's get started by talking about higher education in Massachusetts. We have three branches of state institutions. We have the UMass system, state colleges, and then community colleges. So how do these branches differ from one another, and why three? Jack, why don't you start? Uh, sure. Uh, there are five uh, UMass campuses, and they are uh, considered major research universities, if you will. Uh, and uh, there are nine <coughs> state universities. Some are there's a, uh, a couple colleges as well in there. They haven't changed their names, <coughs> and they do a regional, uh, not not necessarily regional, statewide populations depending on their programs. Fifteen community colleges uh, deal with uh, the local community, and there is a strictly defined service area for each of the fifteen. Mm-hmm. So that and they have their uh, local boards of trustees. Uh, the nine state universities have local boards as well, but the university system has one uh, one major board, central board. Mindy, I'd go a step further in uh, noting how we align with K twelve. There's been increasingly more emphasis on uh, tying programs together, work on uh, curriculums that flow. Uh, a little more straightforward that you can continue in a seamless way from high school to the community college on to uh, degree programs at the state universities Mm -hmm. and the research universities, as well as creating pathways that will take you from high school to the community college to a career. Mm -hmm. There are uh, articulation agreements with the uh, baccalaureate granting institutions, state universities, or UMass. Interestingly, uh, to me, it was astonishing when I got here, was a student who comes to Bristol or Cape Cod uh, for two years and then transfers to UMass uh, pays a lower rate than someone who has been at UMass for their freshman and sophomore years. There's uh, a little something to, to keep in mind. It right is. Here. It's exactly. a terrific program. So community colleges are tasked with addressing the needs of their region, and, and the needs within each region can be pretty diverse. Uh, community colleges offer a tremendous variety of classes and support. So let's talk uh, first about the needs of the South Coast community served uh, by Bristol Community College. Yes. We have a uh, huge uh, health care provider system, if you will. And uh, so uh, a lot of our academic programs are geared to the healthcare, uh, the various professions. Uh, but we also have uh, manufacturing and we have uh, uh, business as uh, one of our largest programs uh, as people move on. Uh, so the the needs are, uh, you know, there, there is a terrible uh, level of literacy in our region. There are terrible levels of educational attainment. And I take that personally as community college. We're supposed to fix all that. Mm-hmm. And so we try desperately. And that means a robust uh, GED program, adult basic education program, and English for speakers of uh, other languages as well. So we have to get those uh, in citizens uh, moved up to, uh, spruced up, if you will, to so that they can compete uh, in the academic rigors of college-level courses. Mm-hmm. 
What about Cape Cod Community College? Uh, Mindy, it, it's interesting when you did the intro, you, you noted our location mm-hmm. in, in West Barnstable. But uh, over the course of my, uh, my, my road trip, similar to uh, the university systems, president had his road trip, uh, I went around and I met with all the superintendents in our service area. And that includes not only the Cape and the islands, but up into portions of Plymouth County. And I've also met with a number of business uh, people and uh, uh, chamber and nonprofit individuals, and we were talking about the needs and the future of the Cape, particularly given some of the demographic features mm-hmm. that have played out over the past 10 years with the the younger population really uh, seeing a significant uh, reduction. And we've, we really, we've, uh, we've started initiatives that are making uh, note of the the need to go out into the community a little more aggressively in terms of the programming that we offer. We're looking at direct links into some of the high schools where we will have college-level courses offered by college professors. Uh, We're in the the process now of rolling out uh, an LPN to RN program that's geared to uh, serve the needs on Martha's Vineyard. We have a very... uh, um, energized group of individuals through the uh, the collaborative on uh, Martha's Vineyard and with uh, the hospital and uh, Windermere. We're in the process of negotiating an agreement to use lab space at MBL so that mm-hmm. students will be able to make it a doable opportunity and they won't be challenged by the need to travel so far. So we've we sort of we've reoriented ourselves. I, I, I would say from a marketing perspective, you it, it may be more of the guerrilla marketing mm-hmm. uh, notion is playing out for Cape Cod as we look at specific needs and specific ways to address them, and some of them are more individualized than others, while also noting our fundamental need at the uh, at the college to maintain the programs that we have going and build upon them. We're talking about the role of community colleges. If you'd like to uh, join a conversation, if you have a question for our guests, 866-999-4626. That's 866-999-4626. Our email address is the point at wgbh.org. Let's talk about enrollment for a second. Bristol Community College seen a significant growth in enrollment over the past 10 years. Um, and you've been, and we were talking about just the New Bedford campus. It's, you've really been growing leaps and bounds, and, yes. and it's gotten a lot more activity. Cape Cod Community College has, has been more flat. Um, it, it's actually been on a, a gentle downhill, downhill slope, slope for the past three and years. And that, of course, has a lot to do with young people leaving, yes. leaving the Cape. So... Um, as people, as the young people are leaving, um, you have the ability to go where the students are. Um, I mean, are you? How are we reaching young people no longer on the Cape? Well, it, it's it's a matter of getting into the high schools, making sure the guidance counselors, the uh, the superintendents are aware of the the program opportunities that we have going on, and aligning some of those programs so that people can go through, uh, students can continue through in a uh, seamless kind of fashion. But it's also the uh, the ability to to attract the older student as well. We have a, a large population on the Cape that are interested in returning to school. Some of those opportunities may be for one or two classes a semester, but we have the ability mm-hmm. to meet those needs going forward as well as the specific workforce development needs, that the training needs of, mm-hmm. of, uh, of uh, businesses and um, uh, nonprofits that are here on the Cape. So it, it it is a fairly broad spectrum of community needs that we're 
we're intending to uh, address. What about online courses? Are you doing any online courses? We do online courses. It's actually a growing area for the college. Uh, we do uh, some hybrid courses. And as we move forward with the, the rise of the MOOCs, the edX, the uh, the push out of the curriculum from the other institutions around the country, we see opportunities growing that we can incorporate the curriculum that's coming out and look at ways of integrating some of those offerings into what we offer. Mm-hmm. One of the things that when we're thinking of, uh, you mentioned across the country, and I know you've got uh, students from across the country and around the world who, who a lot of them in the Project Forward uh, yes. class. And it's really interesting. My, my daughter was one of those students. And I remember going to that first orientation and hearing where all these kids were from, like Texas and, you know, Ohio. And I was, I was really amazed. And that is a really fabulous program that I'm not sure everybody knows about. And so maybe you can talk a little bit about that program. Project Forward is a, uh, it's a program geared towards uh, uh, students that are the, of the adult age that have some uh, uh, more unique learning challenges going forward. And uh, we've we've been able to uh, create a program uh, in, in place where students have the opportunity to come to the college to take college level courses uh, to actually work at the college, um, the food service uh, mm-hmm. program that we have there, and to uh, to to really carve out a niche so that they can. Um, move on to a, a viable, self-sustaining lifestyle in the community. And it's, it's really, it, it's actually one of the, the hidden gems that we have on the, uh, the Cape uh, with, uh, with Four Seas. It's, it's received a great deal of attention nationally. We have people coming in to, the, uh, to see what we actually are doing on campus with Project Forward. Uh, we're looking at how we can align the programs in College Forward a little bit better with the other services mm-hmm. on the Cape, and we're we're frankly challenged by space needs right. on the on the uh, the campus. But we're looking for ways to creatively try to grow that program. I was say because it seems like there's more and more kids in that program every yeah. year. Yeah. What so. Um, you have the opposite, where you have this increasing sort of uh, kids enrolling every year. So, are you having any kind of trouble keeping up with? accommodating all, all this increase? Oh, certainly, yes. But it's a glorious thing in my view <laughs> because uh, uh, it uh, it fulfills the mission of access and opportunity uh, or people have an opportunity for a better life through education. Uh, one of the, uh, unlike the CAPE uh, demographics, uh, one of the hidden secrets, I think, about South Coast is that it's actually growing in population despite the Massachusetts uh, kind of stagnancy. So uh, it's a wonderful place to live, the quality of life, and all uh, seem to be attracting people to them. So uh, in the 13 years I've been there, we've uh, increased some 80% now in wow. enrollment. And we're so happy about that. And we spread to uh, New Bedford and uh, Attleboro and Taunton, as well as Fall River, uh, to try to meet the needs of this growing population. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, while we've grown in enrollment, the uh, state support has declined as we all suffered and uh uh space is a, a absolute vital commodity mm-hmm. at this point and that brings me to the online uh, uh, uh offerings that you mentioned uh, our online uh, enrollments have exploded and it's uh it's a benefit for us at the college because we simply don't have the space uh and the services that we need we really should have uh but um 
it, it, I think it reflects the uh, demands of the consumer, if you will. Uh, they are very complicated lives of community college students, uh, single parents, uh, or job uh, juggling job hours, and maybe taking care of an elderly parent or a, a, a child or a special needs, whatever it is, uh, car transportation problems. So online is uh, being demanded. Uh, by uh, by our students and uh, and it has just exploded in enrollments a uh, couple of hundred percent uh, since uh, in the last five years. So uh, you mentioned funding, so let's go to funding. State funding, as we know, uh, has remained relatively flat, if not cut in some areas. Uh, it's not kept up with costs. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, this means many of the costs are passed along to students. And now Massachusetts has some of the highest community college tuition and fees in the country. Okay. It's true. It's a, it's a obscene in some cases. Well, what the four-year schools are uh, uh, using, I hate to use the word four-year, baccalaureate granting schools, uh, what they're charging, and now we're beyond the $60,000 uh, uh, level. But the community colleges, uh, you know, we, don't, we should be much lower than we are. Uh, that's our point of uh, value for the society. And it's becoming increasingly uh, difficult for uh, some parts of the population to come. It's a similar challenge for the Cape. If if you're a full-time student, you're looking at about $5,000 a year to go through 15 credits a semester. Uh, if you're going up the road to Bridgewater, that that same level is going to cost you about 9500 And if you're at UMass Dartmouth, it's about uh, a little under $12,000. Mm-hmm. So we are competitive within the the framework of Massachusetts. But when we climb to the 60,000-foot level and we look at what's happening in California and Maryland, um, the school I left in Maryland, we were uh, about half mm-hmm. of the cost of what we charge here wow. in, in uh, Massachusetts. So it is a, it is a challenge that we, uh, we recognize. We're working with the state to try to find ways to uh, increase some of that funding, and you know, frankly, we're looking for some opportunities, uh, both with some services that we could provide and, and maybe generate revenue or uh, reduce some costs in operations. And, and both of your colleges, I know, have worked hard to prevent increases from being passed along to students. And one way is uh, forging partnerships with private industry. So, tell us about some of those partnerships. Yes, we have a, a really outstanding uh, program to talk about, and that is. Uh, a public-private partnership in health uh, fields, very expensive mm-hmm. equipment and uh, and uh, producing the nurses, for example. Uh, every year since I've been there, uh, 13 of them, uh, we've roughly gone from w- about 1,000 applicants for nursing to uh, because we only have 72 slots. Mm. So it's uh, not all 1,000 are not highly qualified, but most of them are, and uh, it's really a shame. And the jobs are there if you want to uh, con- consider workforce development opportunities. So this was a way uh, a private in- – uh, it began with the Princeton Review, very reputable private company, um, and uh, moved now to uh, higher education partners as, a new, as the new partner for us. But they have provided the great uh, support for us uh, financially and uh, otherwise uh, with their expertise as we expand our uh, health programs, including nursing, in New Bedford. Uh, so we, in fact, uh, some of our programs, uh, because of the facility that has been built by them, uh, are so uh, 
outstanding that uh, some of our programs move lock, stock, and barrel from Fall River over to New Bedford mm-hmm. to take advantage of these great uh, labs that we have and uh, facilities there. So so the public-private, I think, is the wave of the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state is broke. We're broke. Uh, but there is money in the private sector, and they seem to be interested in uh, making their – of course, they, they need – they have certain requirements, but making the shrewd investments. Well, we're broke, but we have lots of energy. Yes. (laughs) One of the interesting partnerships that we're working on among four community colleges, Cape Cod, uh, Bristol, Massasoit, and uh, Quinsigamond, revolves around the transportation industry where we're developing a core course of – uh, courses related to supporting transportation, mainly from the mechanical standpoint – um, and then each school will specialize in certain areas of the industry. On the Cape, we're looking at aviation mechanics. We're in the process now of developing a curriculum in partnership with the uh, Regional Aviation Association. Uh, Cape Air would be a member of that as well. And then when we look around the state, we have uh, Massasoit will be working in trucking. Uh, Quinsigamit will be with locomotive engineering. And Bristol will be with marine engineering. So every school will have its its own little mm. specialization that students could choose after they complete that core of courses. So we're looking at this rolling out over about the next 18 months mm. going forward. Oh, sounds good. Let's talk to Betsy, who's giving us a call from Brewster. Hi, Betsy. Hi. Um, I'm wondering, you haven't mentioned anything about the way you use part-time faculty in order to deal with the monies that the state has been cutting mm-hmm. over the years. And isn't it true that now uh, both of your schools have something like 75 to 80% part-time faculty who get paid a pittance compared to what a full-time faculty member makes who don't get any benefits, no health insurance, no retirement, who don't have office hours so they don't have advisees and so many students have to go to an advising center rather than seeing an actual mm-hmm. faculty member uh, who knows them, and don't you feel that that it's a problem to have a two-tier faculty and consequently a two-tier student body because of um, the lack of attention that part-time faculty are able to give? Yeah, Betsy, it's a good question. It's on my list. You got to it before me. Yeah. Go ahead, Dr. Cox. Hi, Betsy. It's John Cox. Uh, it, it is a uh, it is a concern that we have, and you know, speaking not only as the president of the college, but as a a uh, former adjunct as recently as the spring, uh, I I understand the uh, the difference in uh, the resources that are invested in the individual instructors uh, versus the full time, uh, and it and it is a challenge going forward, uh, and it's a particular challenge in terms of uh, the the resources that we put into the the benefits that uh, that go along with the position. Um, at uh, 4Cs, we have uh, proposed creating a uh, a fixed term appointment where we would actually hire a full time faculty member for one to three years in those areas where we have large numbers of adjuncts teaching. And the notion there is. Given our enrollment trends and also given the state funding level, we don't want to necessarily take on a longer-term commitment. So we want to be honest with the faculty members that we're trying to hire that this may not go more than one, two, or three years. So we're talking to the union about offering that as a uh, possibility going forward. 
But uh, we do recognize the need. Uh, I think there's some uh, litigation at the state level regarding uh, health benefits and adjunct faculty, and it would uh, it would be useful if we got clarity from the state as as far as that goes. But I I also note that there are many faculty members that are effectively working full time jobs, but because of how they work among several institutions, they don't qualify for the benefits. And I, I think that's fundamentally wrong, and I think we need to address that in a more systematic way. Do you want to add anything, Jack? Yes, I think that uh, uh, points out the problem of the funding that we have. Uh, and uh, I would challenge the, the, the figure of 80%, I think, is not uh, – there was some controversy about that figure. But uh, in any event, we can all agree that there are too many – Adjuncts and the and the faculty full time faculty part time faculty ratio is unacceptable, but it's a direct function of the uh, state funding. Mm-hmm. Let, let me just add one other mm-hmm. point that we have many very highly highly qualified people teaching in adjunct p- positions, and we recognize that going forward, and we're very intent and wanting to keep them in that position. And we value very much what they do. We couldn't have grown at Bristol without their uh, uh, superb uh, contributions. Betsy, thanks for the call. We're talking about the role of community colleges with Dr. Jack Spraga, president of Bristol Community College, and Dr. John Cox, president of Cape Cod Community College. Our toll-free number is 866-999-4626. That's 866-999-4626. Our email address is thepoint at wgbh.org. Earlier this year, uh, Massachusetts its past legislation overhauling the way the state oversees community college colleges. Pr- proponents have said it will help community colleges develop a more effective approach to job training, while opponents believe colleges don't need more oversight. They need more funding. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Who, who wants well, to start? Well, clearly the, uh, the governor's uh, intention uh, is to strengthen workforce in Massachusetts and uh, jobs uh, jobs are very important to the governor and to the to the state so that is his uh, aim i think uh, there may have been some mischief uh, in some other uh, voices that we heard in this general con- uh, context but uh, uh, the, clearly the governor uh, wants to uh, help us uh, help him with the uh, workforce development and uh, the uh, some of the things that came out, uh, uh, I think we can uh, certainly uh, live with. Uh, some were some didn't pass that were a little bit more controversial. Uh, but the, I think we, it's safe to say, for all the uh, uh, heat that went out on of all over this, that uh, we're pretty much on the same page. I mean, and, and uh, there may have been a few exceptions in the, around the state. Uh, that uh, I'm not sure all of the community colleges needed to be brought under that tent, but uh, that's another matter, and uh, we're glad to do the work. I, I would add to that that the uh, the Vision Project, the, the program that the uh, Department of Higher Education has uh, espoused, has really shaped the uh, the direction of community colleges, what we're looking for, what will be measured going forward. So that gives us a, a better handle. But the uh, the recent meeting with the uh, the board chairs and the governor, I think that reiterated the governor's intent in seeing us play a, a more uh, uh, more strong role in the uh, the workforce development area going forward. And by the way, I might add also that part of the uh, uh, talk uh, when this program when the uh, proposals came out, 
was that there would be an additional $10 million provided for the community colleges, not from the state, but for private industries and private uh, uh, sectors would come forward, and we haven't seen that. Mm. So for us to do uh, what uh, the governor wants, and we want to do it, uh, but we need the resources, not just money, but the resources to uh, to do this effectively. It's also interesting if you look at the funding stream from the state, it it's governed by the credit hours that we produce and not so much the non-credit and a lot of the workforce development mm-hmm. training. So that right. there's sort of some disconnects yeah, there that we sense, need yeah. to address. Let's speak of some other aspects of your mission as community colleges are, are lifelong learning programs, cultural and arts programming, sports and recreation. I think we have ballroom dancing, don't you, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and all open to the public. So yeah, can you talk a little bit about um, your mission as it goes beyond degree and certificate programs and, dis- and describe some of the more public, some of the more popular? Uh, sure, programs? yeah. We have uh, a... a very ambitious array of uh, non-credit activities, uh, uh, conversational Portuguese, for example, with, uh, which reflects a lot of the needs of our uh, uh, population. But it's something that uh, we were very strong about in having people who have attained degrees uh, to come back to refurbish their uh, their skills in learning. Uh, they may want to learn another computer program or uh, not just uh, personal en- enhancement and enrichment, but, uh, but skills that mm-hmm. they need in the workplace. Uh, you already have a job. You're already out there working. You have a bachelor's or even master's degree. You've got to keep up with that technology. Keep up. Absolutely, <laughs> right. yes. Yeah. Yeah. We also have the, the extensive ESOL program at our Hyannis Center, and uh, the GED program, which uh, often overlooked, but it becomes a uh, very important source of students that will continue on to college, and it's an area that we we really don't have adequate funding in either, given the demand. Yes, we had, uh, I should mention, uh, unfortunately, in Fall River, in the area, greater Fall River area, we've had a couple of major companies go under. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, uh, through the Trade Adjustment Act, it, uh, we were able to... Uh, uh, move forward with uh, training the dislocated workers, and it's really heart rendering. Uh, not a word of English, not a grade of school, and uh, and generations had worked at at these mills, you know. So yeah. we we have a, a long road to hoe uh, trying to get them up and refurbished right. and ready to move back in the workforce. Uh, we only have about a minute left, but uh, going forward, uh, you know, meeting the needs of the community, looking down the line, what do you see as uh, maybe the big future needs for Cape Cod Community College? Uh, most immediate, I see a very different footprint and how we go about serving the public in terms of moving from a centralized location at the campus in West Barnstable to smaller programs being offered around the Cape and the islands and even in uh, in, in the Plymouth County area. So you see some, so maybe some branches on the islands then? Uh, I wouldn't say branches, but I would say programs because when okay. we get into facilities, then I Costs have more money. extra. That's yeah, right. So yeah. I have to be careful with that yeah. part. And I would agree with that, uh, but also uh, the, the manner in which the offerings are made. I think that uh, the, the old days of Monday, Wednesday, Friday class mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock are gone and uh, there'll be much more decentralization as John has uh, emphasized and also with the scheduling, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, that we have to be more attuned to the needs of the uh, students who we, want to take it. Interesting on that point. We do have a quick semester now that we've started yes. rolling out so that we, we recognize the needs of many of our students All on right. the Cape. Dr. John Cox, president of Cape Cod Community College, and Dr. Jack Sprague, president of Bristol Community College, thank you both for being here this morning. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed it. I'm Indy Todd. Thanks for listening. The Point airs weekdays at 9.30 a.m. and 7.30 p.m., We're also on Facebook at The Point WCAI. 
The Point is produced by Amy Vince. The executive producer is Mindy Todd. Production assistance from Dan Tritel and Jenny Junker. Theme music by Benjamin Verdery and William Coulter. The Point is a production of the Cape and Islands NPR station, a service of WGBH. Thank you.